over this building. Why don't we magnify the Lord together? Oh, let's stand and worship Him. If He set you free, if He's washed you and redeemed you, why don't you let Him know how happy you are? Yes, oh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. Sometimes, sometimes there's a mindset that grips us. Now, I was born and raised in this thing. All I know is Pentecost. That doesn't mean anything. And I've heard it in prayer rooms all over the country. God, give us a move of the Holy Ghost. Give us a move of your Spirit. And we say it over and over and over want to move the Holy Ghost. But we have repeated it so much, it's almost as if we have the belief that some power from another world is going to force us into movement. That we will lose all control of our members and we will just be lost in the Holy Ghost. Now, my Bible tells me that ye are the temple or the container of the Holy Ghost. If this water is God's Spirit and this bottle is my body, the easiest way to have a move of His Spirit is to move the container. If you want a move of God, then start moving. I can't wait on somebody else. But if I want to move of the Holy Ghost, God let it start right here with me. I call, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place right now. If somebody most oh, name of Jesus. God loose us in the Holy Ghost.
I bind every spirit that opposes the work of righteousness. I take dominion over every spirit from hell. I lose the power of the name of Jesus to work in this place. I pray, Lord, that every chain would break. Lord, that every fetter would be loosed. I pray that we would step into another dimension of your power. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, somebody say it with me, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, what are you doing preacher, we're fighting against principalities tonight. We're going to have a breakthrough in the Holy Ghost. Look at your neighbor and say, it's your night for a breakthrough. It's your night to leave change. My God. Hallelujah. Clap your hands unto the Lord, all you people. In the name of Jesus. got a brand new touch of the Holy Ghost tonight. Say, preacher, I've been in this thing all my life. You still need the Holy Ghost fresh and anew. Hell didn't take a day off. Why should we take a day off? My, my, my. I better preach. Exodus chapter 16. You hear this preacher, I'm telling you God is going to move in this place. If you'll keep this spirit of expectancy. I'm serious, I want everybody to pray through tonight. Sometimes I get so bold, I want to lay hands on everything that's breathing. I want everybody to pray through. My goodness. Exodus chapter number 16. Exodus chapter number 16. And the Lord said unto Moses in verse 11, saying, I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel. Speak unto them, saying, At even ye shall eat flesh, and in the morning ye shall be filled with bread. And ye shall know that I am the Lord your God. And it came to pass that at even the quails came up and covered the camp. And in the morning the dew lay round about the host. And when the dew that lay was gone up, behold, upon the face of the wilderness there lay a small round thing, as small as the hoarfrost on the ground. And when the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, It is manna. 
for they wist not what it was. And Moses said unto them, This is the bread which the Lord hath given you to eat. This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded. Gather of it every man according to the eating. And Omer for every man according to the number of your persons. Take ye every man for them which are in his tents. And the children of Israel did so and gathered some more, some less. And when they did meet it with an omer, he that gathered much had nothing over. He that gathered little had no lack. They gathered every man according to his eating. And Moses said, Let no man leave of it till the morning. Notwithstanding, they hearkened not unto Moses. Some of them left of it until the morning. And it bred worms and stank. Moses was wroth with them. We've heard this time and time again growing up. God's provision of quail and manna. But if you'll allow me tonight, I felt the Lord lay this very strongly on my heart this afternoon. And I believe before we leave, we can leave changed by the Holy Ghost. I want to preach a little while on the danger of day-old bread. The danger of day-old bread. Father, we thank you for this precious word. I thank you for each and every individual that has gathered in this tabernacle this evening. I pray, Lord, that the spirit of expectancy that we feel in this place would not diminish, but rather, God, it would prompt us and lead us into a breakthrough that our hearts so desperately desire. I pray, Lord, against every chain and every principality and every fetter and every barrier that is meant for evil and meant for opposition. I pray the angel of the Lord would this day fight against the kingdom of darkness that we could stand triumphant tonight by the end of this service, knowing of a surety that we have been in the presence of the Most High God. Shall we clap our hands unto the Lord right now in the name of Jesus? Lord bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The danger of day-old bread woven into the nature and the fabric of humanity are various characteristics or traits which come directly from the Master himself. Although the list can prove quite lengthy, I believe there's one trait that we pay very little attention to. And that is the reaction that we get or we feel to something that is fresh or new. Think about it with me. There is a certain feeling that comes on us when something is fresh. People endure summer. They endure fall. They endure winter. But there's something that comes over people. When flowers start blooming, when grass starts turning green, there's a feeling in the air because something is fresh. Consider with me how fresh new paint on old walls makes you feel. It can be an old drab house, but you put new paint on those walls and there's something different. There's a feeling that comes over you. Men, how about a new tie with an old suit? Ladies, a new pair of shoes or a new purse with an old outfit. 
There's something fresh about it. Fresh sheets on an old mattress. Fresh wax on an old car. Fresh, freshness is something that we rarely notice, yet always enjoy. There's something about freshness that we're attracted to. If you want to find out who the real donut lover, lovers are, don't go at 9 o'clock. You be there when they open in the morning, when those hot donuts are coming out, Brother Terry, with that fresh glaze coming on them. I don't want cold donuts. I want hot donuts. I want fresh donuts. I want to feel the fat being added to my body when I'm eating these donuts. If you're going to eat a donut, you better enjoy I never understood. If you're, if you're one of these people, don't take offense to my next statement. I'm not meaning this personal. This is just something that has always left me in a quandary. I don't understand people who go to a donut shop and buy day-old donuts. Why would you want an old donut? Why would you want a stale, hard unappetizing, unappealing donut when you could have a fresh donut. If you go to a place that gives rolls, you don't want old cold rolls. You want hot, spongy, where the air comes out of them when you grab them, to where the butter, you can place it on top, and it just oozes off the side. That's what kind of rolls you want. You feel it too, brother. I know you do. Don't give me a cold, old roll. You go to a Mexican restaurant, you don't want yesterday's tortillas. You want fresh, hot, to where the honey and the butter melt together and ooze out the bottom when you eat it. You want fresh tortillas. Praise the Lord. I'm hurrying, folks. You, there's something about freshness. We don't notice it every day, but we're attracted to something that's fresh. I grew up with two other brothers as a year and a half older than me and a year and a half younger than me. And when we really hit our teenage years, we started putting away some groceries. I mean, we would go through a gallon or two gallons of milk every day or two. We would go, my mom told me she would go through 10 to 12 two liters of Pepsi a week. Is what we drank Pepsi all the time. We'd go through two, a couple loaves of bread every day. I mean, we was putting some groceries away. My mom was the kind, she wasn't going to make a big three or four course meal. My mom was going to make a pot of something. And we're going to make this pot last a couple of days. It could be a pot of hash, which I hate to this day. It could be a pot of gumbo. It could be a pot. Whatever it was, it was a pot. We're going to make it last. So, so usually for lunch, my brothers and I, and for breakfast, breakfast, we would eat toast, or we would eat sandwiches for lunch. And we would put away some bread. My brother and I, we got to where we was all eating six to eight pieces of toast for breakfast every morning, two or three sandwiches for lunch. I mean, we was putting some bread away. I, I remember something, though, when we would go to make a sandwich or we would we would go to, to uh, make some toast. My mom would always say, check the expiration date on that bread. Now, now, rarely was it ever expired. But there were some times that 
it, it could be a day old. And I remember my mother several times said, throw it away. Even a day old. She, said, she would say, it may look okay, but there may be some mold or something that's unseen. There may be something in that bread that it's not going to taste as good. It's not going to be as good as it once was. One day old. You have to be careful when it comes to day old bread. It'll get stale on you. It'll get hard on you. It'll lose its appeal. It won't taste like it once did. It won't move you, if you will. Like it once did. Even one day old. I believe Israel learned a very valuable lesson when it comes to day old bread. The Bible said when the children of Israel saw this laying on the ground, they said one to another, It is manna, for they wist not what it was. And Moses said unto them, This is the bread which the Lord hath given you to eat. The Lord, on behalf of Israel, supernaturally provided them with manna each and every day. This was a form of nourishment. This was going to sustain them on their journey. This was going to exemplify God's power in their life. But there was one stipulation given them by Moses. Moses simply said, let no man leave of it till the morning. Gather enough for your family. But don't try to stock up on it. Don't try to hoard it. Don't try to fill your pantry full of it. Don't try to fill your house full of it. Don't try to take advantage of it and think that you can make it two days on it. Don't put enough for a week. Don't put enough for a month. Don't stretch it. But you have to go outside and get a fresh supply Every single day. Even though Moses gave specific instructions, there were some who felt they could make it last longer than God intended. And the Bible said that it bred worms and stank. One day. The danger of day-old bread. There were some people who try, who didn't heed the word of God. They didn't heed the man of God. They didn't think they had to come to an altar every service. They didn't think they had to pray through every chance they got. They thought that they could make it off of a past breakthrough. They thought they could make it by stocking up on it. My question tonight is this, why gather fresh bread every day? God could have said, gather enough for a week, gather enough for a month, gather enough for six months, stock up on it. But I believe it was God's design, it was God's plan that he wanted them to continually depend upon him for a fresh supply every single day. Israel, when you wake up in the morning, I want you to open those tent doors. I want to show you my power again. I want to show you what I can do for you again. I don't want you to take it for granted. I don't want you to think that it will always be there. But I want you to have a fresh touch every day. Somebody say every day. Every day. Every day. 
I believe there is a parallel that can be drawn between the manna in the Old Testament and our walk with God as part of the New Testament church. See, God specializes in that which is new. He's not a God of what once was. He is a God of what is right now. And throughout history, there have been different dispensations, methods, whereby God has dealt with his people. He could have chosen one way, but he shifted because there was a fresh dispensation. And the Bible said Isaiah spoke plainly that there would come a day where he would do a new thing. See, God's not limited by intellectual minds. God's not limited, nor is he placed in a box by what we think. But God is going to do something when God wants to do it. And he stepped on the scene in the midst of a religious uproar, if you please, because he was turning their world upside down. He was doing something totally different. He was doing something that was new. Ezekiel said like this, a new heart also will I give you. And a new spirit will I put within you. He was paving the road, if you please, for this prophecy to come to pass. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. For there was a day, even though I was raised in church, even though this is all I know, I'm thankful that there was a day when God put a new heart in me and God put a new spirit within me. And I was opening those tent doors, if you please, and I was seeing God's power for the first time in my life. Can you remember what it was like when God filled you with the Holy Ghost? I remember what it was like for me. I had never felt anything like it, Brother Jay. You know my testimony. It took me seven years to get the Holy Ghost. So when I finally got the Holy Ghost, I was so excited. Friend, you've never felt liberty until you've received the Holy Ghost. You don't know what liberty is until you've been baptized in his name and every chain that's held you back has been broken. There is nothing that I'm sure I can compare it to that day when they opened those tents and he saw all of this manna everywhere. They stood in amazement at what God could do. And there are many of us that we stood in amazement and we would come to church and we would worship and praise God when nobody asked us to. Nobody had to prod you. You shouted when it wasn't time to shout. You worshiped when nobody was worshiping. Come on, somebody, be real with me. You know what it was like. You were so on fire for God. You were so full of the Holy Ghost. This was the best thing that ever happened to you. You know what it's like to be on fire for the Holy Ghost. My God. What happened? You had a fresh touch. You had a fresh supply. I'm afraid, though, there have been people who have tried to live over God's power and His blessing far longer than God intended. They're trying to make it off of past breakthroughs. They're trying to make it off of past experiences. They're trying to make it off of past prayer lines, if you please, in past times in their life when God did something great. But, friend, that was not the best God had. I'm thankful for the time God gave me the Holy Ghost. But that was never meant for, to, for, to be the ceiling in my life, but rather the floor from which God would launch me into a new dimension. Can I tell you tonight, your greatest breakthrough hasn't happened yet. 
Your greatest touch of God has not happened yet. Stop living off of what God did yesterday and say, God, I want a fresh touch. God, I want a fresh move of the Holy Ghost. God, I want a fresh breakthrough. I'm not going to make it off of old bread, but I want it today. God, clap your hands unto the Lord right now. fresh touch, a fresh move of God in my life. When they asked Jesus how to pray, I find it funny that Jesus used these words, give us this day our daily bread. And that reaches beyond just a physical realm. I believe somewhere he was, he was going all the way back to the children of Israel with manna. And what he was saying was, God, show me your power today. God, show me a move of the Holy Ghost today. Friend, this ain't just a Sunday thing. It's not a Wednesday thing. It's a every day I want a touch of the Holy Ghost. Every day. Every day. I'm of the opinion that I, it wouldn't hurt any of us to get renewed in the Holy Ghost, to get revived, to get refreshed, to get refueled, and to be reignited. I'm not satisfied with an old piece of bread. I'm not satisfied with what God did last week. But I'm saying, God, pour it on us again tonight. God, take us to another dimension. God, take us to another level in the Holy Ghost. Clap your hands. Somebody, we're going to break through this thing. My God, my God, my God. My God, my God, my God. Mama and Daddy, we can't blame our kids for throwing in the towel when things got rough. Because we mimicked to them and taught them that you you only have a breakthrough when everything is going all right. I touched on this a couple of weeks ago and I bumped into it in the Holy Ghost. And God said, you're going to have to visit this again. We've taught them how to juke and to jive according to the rhythm of a song. We've taught them how to do everything the right way. But what we failed to teach them is to how to have a breakthrough in the middle of hell. Thus, when the enemy came against their soul, they didn't know what to do. Honey, there's some things you can't explain. You can't counsel your way out of it. The only thing you can do is break through it. The old timers used to say, you need a good praying through. And that term is becoming extinct in these days. You know why? Because people don't have the patience to pray through. They don't have the pay if, if they don't feel goosebumps by the third song, they check out. If it doesn't stimulate their emotions a certain way, they check out. If the preaching doesn't hold their attention for so long, they check out. And so when it comes to the altar and it comes to praying through, they don't have the patience for it. But there's some times, friend, when you're going through hard times. 
when you don't feel like worshiping, when you don't feel like breaking through, when you don't feel like doing anything, you got to make up in your mind, God, I've exhausted yesterday's blessing. I've exhausted yesterday's breakthrough. I need a breakthrough right now. And you press through your flesh. You press through your mind. And you say, I'm not leaving until I get my breakthrough. My God. A breakthrough. Too many people are living off of old blessings. I thank God for what God did 10 years ago in this church, 20 years ago in this church. That wasn't the best that he had. Our greatest revivals are not behind us. Your greatest breakthroughs are not in the past. But God has a continual supply. I believe as the world gets darker, our breakthroughs will be stronger. The anointing from on high will be greater on those who are facing growth star. I believe it with all of my heart. But God is looking for a people that says, hey, you know what? I'm not satisfied with what I had last week. I'm not satisfied with when's the last time you just got lost in the Holy Ghost? I'm being real. When's the last time you didn't care what anybody thought about you? And the only thing that mattered was praying through again. I'm talking where you can't control it. You just loose it in the Holy Ghost. You know what bothers me? Now, I'm not trying to stimulate your emotions and trying to get you to react to hype. Here's what I'm, I'm being honest. When I was a kid, we had people that we mimicked who danced all over the place. You grew up in Pentecost, you know what I'm talking about. There was a helicopter. I could mimic my dad. He would come out the fifth row all the way, and he'd come just like this, all the way across the front. You wondered how he could move on one foot so fast. And there was sister so-and-so, there was brother so-and-so, and this and that. And as the Holy Ghost would move upon them, they would just get lost in it. My concern is, who are our kids mimicking right now? Because when the Holy Ghost starts moving on us, we keep everything in check. And we're going to save it for the altar call when we can be proper. And we can come down here and we can do everything we're supposed to do. And we wonder where the spontaneity of the Spirit is. Where people just move in the Holy Ghost as they feel it. They don't care what time of the service is. They just know God's saying move right now. I wonder, is there anybody in this place that says, God, I want you to move on me. God, I want you to do something in my heart. God, I want a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. Oh, somebody talk to God right now. I'm telling you, God's moving right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God move in this place right now. Sweep across our hearts right now. God let there be an availability in our hearts. Yeah, come on, somebody's feeling after the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, somebody's feeling after the Holy Ghost right now. Eyes closed all across this building. I want you to feel after the Holy Ghost. 
In the name of Jesus. 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 God, a fresh touch. God, a fresh touch. If you're cold in your spirit, there's a fresh touch. If it's been a while since you broke through, there's a fresh touch in this place right now. Lift your hands all across this building. Lift your hands all across this building and begin to feel after the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God, loose them in the Holy Ghost. God, let them obey the Holy Ghost right now. Their hearts are open right now, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, if you want a fresh touch, I challenge you right now. Get out of that pew and come down this altar and say, God, I'm not leaving until you baptize me again with Holy Ghost and fire. I'm not leaving the same way I came, but God, I want a fresh touch. God, I want a fresh touch. God, I want a fresh move of your spirit. Oh, I believe somebody can pray through tonight. I believe somebody who's cold in the Holy Ghost can get reignited tonight. If you need the Holy Ghost, sir, God can do it. In the name of Jesus. 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 God, do a work in this place.